0: As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive waging partner, BetOnline.ag. Major baseball and NBA are in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit BetOnline.ag today to check out all the odds. And up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, guys. Welcome to Hunter and of the Rants, our sports Brands podcast. Well, Harris your host. Brought to you by Armchair Media. Hashtag take a seat. All right, so. So far, it's been a... Um, well, it's hump day, you know, it's Wednesday, technically, it's past midnight here, so yeah, it's Wednesday, hump day, and it's been kind of a chaotic week of sports, um, we'll get into some things here, we'll start with, some, but first we'll start with some pit stuff, well, yeah, we'll, we'll start with a bunch of stuff, actually, not just pit stuff, but, uh, First, we saw last week uh, Penn State defensive player Micah Parsons, he decides to go he decided to opt out of the season and go to the uh, get prepared for the draft. And, you know, I think you're going to see more players doing this. And We, we are. I mean, uh, Ryan Murphy, you all remember him from uh, when he played at Pitt. He was supposed to go to Lane. He opted out. He's going to go get ready for the pros. And I'm not sure if he's going to go NBA. I mean, I'm sure he'll train, but I'm, if anything, I think he'll probably go overseas. Maybe the maybe or you know maybe the NF, NBA developmental league. You know, anything's possible, I guess. But you know, whatever works for him. But when Micah Parsons announced, Bob Smyzik went on Twitter saying that you know Parsons quit on his team. And for me, I'm just like, you know, coaches do this stuff all the time. They 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 do what's best for them. And Parsons, he gave he gave Penn State two good seasons, and he put it he put his work in. He if he wants to move on, let him. You know, it's it's a business. You got to look after yourself. Well, later that night, somebody replied to my tweet. And said that my argument made as much sense as Joe Biden, which I have no idea what he means by that, but whatever it was, he seemed to motion invest in what Michael Parsons did, and he told me the you know, the coaches never opt out before a season begins, which technically he's right, but you know what Coaches sign contracts, they sign extensions, some coaches spend one year at a at a program, and they make all these promises to, to these players. And then they bail out. They, get, they find a job and bail out. So, regardless of timing, coaches do what's best for them usually and their bankroll. But not too long after that, Jalen Twyman, our own Jalen Twyman, he decided to opt out and go get ready for the draft. And same thing with Parsons. I had no problem with it, you know. I'm sure some more, some more ACC games could help him, but he was still ready. For, you know, he was draft ready anyway. So more power to him. You know, go get ready. Go be a pro, young man. You know, that's, that's just that. Now Pitt was able to keep the recruiting train rolling as they picked up they picked up tight end Jake Renda who was initially a Michigan State recruit and Pitt flipped him from Michigan State to um to Pitt. I suppose this guy has according to um Mike Vukovic of um it's not Vukovic is it? No Vukovkin, I guess is how you pronounce it. Sorry, Mike, if I'm I'm butchering your name. That's pretty much a common last name in, I guess, Pennsylvania, I guess, where we have these Slovak, Czechoslovakian, Polish, whatever, and we always butcher the names. But according to what he told Pittsburgh Sports Now, he has deep Pittsburgh roots. His dad grew up in Pittsburgh, went to Central Catholic. His three brothers went to Central as well. So Pittsburgh has always been home to him. And... Excuse that, that's my child sneezing in the other other room. So, yep, it's podcasting while kids are asleep. But Pip was able to flip them, and hey, you know what, the class keeps going. And we seem to have a hard time with uh, recruiting um, tight ends, and now we're starting to get some wealth of tight ends. And you, you got to hear a kid sneezes and you got to hear an air freshener go off. One well, of these battery operating ones from, from Glade, or like you know, where the, you know where it squirts out, you know, some fresh air, everything. So I just have to flip that off. So, yep. All part of the new podcasting air fresheners and kids sneezing in the background. Oh well, that's life. Um. So Pitt recruiting just keeps rolling. They're still getting players, and even with the uncertainty of what's going on for the season, and we're getting that out here in a minute. Well, let's get into that, by the way. Um, well, let's start off here. Hockey's still on their way. I mean, um, I, I just sat and watched the five overtime between Columbus and Tampa Bay, had a really good parlay going up until, um, well, Chicago decided to play like play like ass against Vegas. So, killed that. NBA's still going. I mean, there's some really good games that are just that happening. I mean, the other night I saw Denver and the Lakers play, and Denver has a really good core. And, I you know, and their coach is just mixing players up. Like, he's not even – he, you know he's not focused on his best players. He's actually throwing whoever in and seeing what sticks on the wall because it doesn't really matter. They're in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. You have that. I also watched you know the you know, the Mavericks and the Blazers just you know t- tonight. I mean, there's just been some really really good games that happen. Same with hockey too. I mean, like I said, the five overtime game. I mean, there's. Lots of good stuff out there, and same with baseball too. Lots, if you love the gamble, there's a wealth of not. It's not just soccer anymore, not just USC, not just golf. (laughs) Just a lot of fun, and of course we have college football. We're hoping that starts up. I mean, the Big Ten, the Pac-12 have have shut down for the fall, and they're trying to restart in the spring. And as I'm reading a lot of this, I'm just baffled because this whole outbreak started back in March and we're in August. <clears throat> and it seems like they had nothing in place. There were no no guidelines, no protocols, no nothing. They were just hoping this thing was gonna go away. I mean they canceled the spring games, but they were they were they were hoping this was gonna go away. By um August September, it's it's not. It's gonna be here a while. Well, we'll see. I mean, for me, I can understand these players wanting to play. I get it. I mean, if I was in their shoes, I want to play too. I would. You know, that's, I love playing. It's what I would do. I would love to play college football. Of course, me being the fan, I love the one. You know, of course, I want to watch it. I think the NBA and NHL have done pr- really, really good right now with the bubble. And I think that, you know, it looks like the ACC, Big 12, and SEC are going to play. But what I would really like to see is possibly them put some things in place. They're going to they're gonna have to. And if these players are going to get, if some do get sick, they they get it. Set up, you know, a health plan for these guys, especially a recovery plan for them, not just for their football and their you know their college career. It has to be after college as well. Well, set them up with a health plan that's going to help them during their college experience and after it so they make a full recovery. So they have, a, you know, so they have great long-term health. Because if they're gonna come and suit up, then things have to be, you know, done front them as well. I'm sure in the case of the ACC, we, we, our bubble would probably would be in North Carolina. I'm sure we probably would play maybe one one you know one group in Raleigh, dorham the other group maybe Chapel Hill, and then they meet in Charlotte. I'm not sure how COVID is done in those areas, and. I don't know I'm sure I'll figure something out I mean I'm all for them playing I mean really it's between them and the uh the universities I mean to figure this out, I like to see them play, but if I don't see them play i'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose sleep i mean sure i I'll miss it, but I'll understand why they're not doing it. I mean, I, I live with. I mean, I managed to live without the NCAA torment, which sucked, but that's life. But you know, whatever's gonna work. I mean, and not just for not not just for college football. It's got to be for basketball, volleyball, everything. I mean, stuff goes stuff has to be done for these for these athletes. Sure, you know things are being done right, and you know they're all you know basically being you know they're safe and protected. But you know if there's no college football for the fall, I'll be fine, I'll deal, whatever. But if it's here, you bet your ass I'm going to watch it. I mean, I like to see us add maybe some uh, Big Ten teams to our who want to play to our. Conference. I mean, grab Penn State and maybe Maryland, but it seems like other schools are adopting our um, teams as our team is, um, you know, their team, which is hey, I can deal with that. But supposedly the wild card was big, the Big Twelve, and the Big Twelve, obviously, they want this to happen. They want they want football to play, and SEC is helping on it, and ACC is too. So there we go. I'm not sure what the logic was with the Big 12. I mean, the Big 10, I'm sorry. And the Pac-12. I'm not sure what the logic is. You know. You know, some... Players, I guess, want... You know, it was suggested some players use this as a bargaining piece to be paid. And I guess you can still do that. But the thing is, there's there's no players' union. So you, you have to unify these players and somehow... Make a little union? Not sure. Anyways, I'm just talking in circles. And there's a lot of things, you know, we just can't control. I mean, 2020, it's been completely out of control. But there's one thing you can't control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors of Manscaper here remind you to do so. We got Manscaped, the lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost to your body image. The ceramic blade and the skin-safe technology are designed to reduce the nicks and tugs on your balls down below. It's also waterproof. It comes with a LED lights so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in the dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also released the Shears 2.0. It's a nail kit, which is perfect add-on to the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. It's a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and includes tip tweezers, round-and-point scissors, figuring-out clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Huh? We'll get back to that in a minute. Also, you go to the website, you'll find the crop reserve, an anti-chaving ball deodorant moisturizer. So now, if you, go to arm, if you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code armchair, you get 20% off and free shipping. It's time to grab 2020 by the balls. And shave that front trunk and make it look good for whoever you're dating. Him, her, whatever. And if not, no dates. Then you know what? Sports are in full swing. Go to betonline.ag. They have all the odds, features, and props for you to bet on. So, if your love life is just out of whack, go bet on some sports. Check out Floyd Mayweather's Ice Is Right segment where he talks about his jewelry collection and it gives you a chance to win some prizes. Go a line. It's your online wager experts. I'm still trying to f- digest that whole Manscaped live read because a nail, fi- a, f- a nail file? Who the fuck uses a nail file? I mean, I know women use nail files, but... I don't know, I mean... I'm I'm a 41 year old guy. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I ever use a, a nail file. I mean, what am I using a nail file for? Do you, I mean, does anybody know? I mean, maybe I'm just you know I'm, I'm out of my element. I mean, maybe it's because I've always i I've, I've, I've bit my nails since childhood that I just you know I never had to use you know fingernail clippers because my my teeth pretty much have done all that work. But a nail file? I mean, I clip my toenails. I mean, who who doesn't? I don't know. I mean, I just. It feels like that queer for the straight guy show, you know. I mean, of course, we we all use the body washes, sometimes lotions, things of that nature. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know that was you know speaking of South Park, you know I've been watching South Park on HBO Max. And I watched the you know I watched the episode for the queer, for the straight guy they did and it was it was in the end that the you know the, the guys were um, they were crap people. Oh well, and speaking of South Park, there's just some funny ass stuff in them. I mean, some stuff they did years and years ago, like from their earlier seasons, it just rings true today. And it's just wow. Anyways. We've got a 17-minute segment. And I should... You know, I never did talk about, you know... I've worked in IT for about 20 years now. I started out in 98 as a intern. So, let's see. At 22 years, I've been working in IT. And... I guess I should start with some... Funny stories, I guess. Some things I ran into. I can, for one thing, I'll start out with. Uh, probably I worked. At, I worked with for an engineering firm. Um, they build people movers. I don't think they do anymore. I think they uh, they kept getting. Well, they've been bought out several times now, and I think they still make them, but I think they're pretty much shutting out of that plant. And that's another thing. It's, um, you know, it, it was based in West Mifflin, the the company, at least the plant I was in. And if there's one thing I can say that really hurt Century Three Mall is when that plant kind of, like, lost a lot of its workers because they lost a lot of their lunch traffic. You know, I always see, like, these sad pictures of Century Three Mall in my timeline and, Basically, people stopped going there. and They stopped shopping there. And, and then, I mean, then the mall is just too big. I mean, it just, you can't have a mall full of stores anymore. It just doesn't work. I'm sure they could have found other uses for it, but it just, it doesn't work today. I will say the biggest death knell, probably the mall, had to be when Chick fil A closed down their their or a uh, stand in the mall in Central Mall they built a restaurant outside the mall on 51 and I think it used to be a Krispy Kreme I think I used to love going there like if, when I would have to you know travel to the South Hills to work I would always stop at that Krispy Kreme you know and grab like a bunch of donuts especially when I was hungover too like if I was hungover I would go to Krispy Kreme and buy a dozen glazed and pretty much going to a coma after that. But then it became a Chick-fil-A. And I think there's Chipotle down there too as well. There's a Starbucks finally. Never been in it though. Anyways. Yeah, I worked at this engineering firm. I was a summer student for like three years. And I just remember like... um. And I worked there as a um, as a contractor, after that, because my hope was after I graduated, was to get a job there. But then nine eleven happened, and the company got bought by a, you know a French company, and the French company decided to outsource right and of course lay off lay off a lot of people. So I, I got stuck as a contractor. But um, going through some things of stuff that happened from there. Well, for one thing. We got bought by the French company, and we got we had to use their their internet proxy. And their internet was more wide open than ours. So every Friday we would have Porn Fridays, where we basically we 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 knew our jobs were were in shit. So we would spend our Fridays pretty much on answering calls unless it was like a emergency. And we would just surf porn all day. I mean. This was back in, like, say, early 2000s. So we had the newsfilter.org, uh, the hun.org, uh, consumptionjunction.com. E-bomb's world was still pretty big at that time. So, I mean, there was a whole, you know, one of my coworkers loved Yahoo groups because he was into the whole swinging lifestyle, you know, him and his wife, what it were. So, you know, he would always go in the Yahoo groups to look, you know, because there was all kind of porn there, like a lot of amateur stuff. And what was crazy was, anytime the professionals needed something, they would always come to us. Mainly me for for stuff. If they needed the Paris Hilton sex tape, they would come to me. You know that was a big thing. So I mean, I remember getting you know you know the video of it, and of course. Word went around the um, the plant that I had it. And I think I spent a good, yes, I pretty much killed a bunch of bundles of CU, C, uh, CRs from the company. Yep, burning Paris Hilton sex tapes. I mean, when you're a contractor making like $10 an hour because, well, you know, that's in you no know, future in sight. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what you do. You just burn you burn porno all, all day. That's pretty much what I did. But yeah, if they saw anything, you know, any type of, you know, celebrity sex tape, whatnot, they would always come to me asking me if I found it. Did you get a hold of this? Yep. But I had a coworker who, he had access, to, he would always send people's emails, so he had access to their mail files and whatnot, and... With Lotus Notes instead of Outlook, it was a lot easier to do that. So he was the gossip of the company. He knew. He knew who, which cowork which workers but you know which coworkers were sleeping with each other. You know he knew who you know if they were married he knew who was having an affair. I mean he just, yeah. And of course he felt a drug test and. Every time he got called for a drug test, he was um, he was microwaving pee. He was putting pee, he was putting pee in the microwave and heating it up, and trying to get it to the right temperature. So when he had to go take his piss test, he could just you know he could just put it in the vial and you know it was right there. He couldn't you know he could have just st- stopped smoking weed for a while, and passed his drug test, and been done with it, but no. He was on probation. He kept doing all this crazy stuff. Eventually, he got fired. Now we had some other crazy stuff happen um we set up a web we set up a webcam in our in our tech room, and one time we had a female coworker she was kind of loose I wouldn't say loose but she was kind of like a kind of like a party animal very pretty woman and all the guys would always come to our tech area just to um talk to her and it was funny because when I went to my dad's retirement party that the, you know, the, the president of the company had for all all your workers, one of the guys I ran to, he said, hey, you, you look familiar. And I said, yeah. You used to come back to see so-and-so, which the, so that person was the woman. And he gave me this look like, like I was dead to him. he he just walked away from me after that I think it's because his wife was there maybe him and her had something going on but they were always going to lunch and whatnot. but as far as this woman I worked with went well we set up a webcam one day and we went on to I think it was like See You See Me it was one of those internet webcam chat rooms and she went into a chat with though with a guy, and I guess he was in his office at work, and his stuff, his junk was out, and she gone to a <laughs> she gone to relieve himself, I guess you can say. Okay. And like, um, I had one coworker who was really having web- webcams. He would um. There was this webcam site he'd go to. I guess and I guess it was it was for adults only. You know, he'd be up. He would be up all night on the webcams, playing around, and he would walk in with his eyes all bloodshot and saying, "Yeah, I was up all night." I guess the girl's name. I guess he talked to online was her name was Peaches, and he would say, "Oh, I was up all night talking to Peaches." But on and on it was a pretty tame... Obviously, the job was it was like a, it was like going to a country club. Everybody everybody knew each other and like. Money was being lost, and if you went, like, lunchtime, you go to the bars, people were doing shots and coming back to work after drinking. I mean, it was like, you know, basically like being like Peter Gibbons from Office Space. But going back to the whole porn thing, I remember when the internet was wide open, we had a lot of guys getting spyware because they were surfing the internet for porn. And one guy, I guess, had viruses on his machine and I had to go look at his computer and he's like, yeah, I'm not sure what happened, you know, I don't go on any sites or anything. And actually, I'm checking his temporary internet files and I'm finding a whole bunch of, uh, you know, a whole bunch of gangbang uh, photos. So I guess he was kind of surfing, but I mean, yeah, we would, there was a lot of these people that were using their work laptops just for uh for porn surfing, which you know, next podcast I'll get into. Probably next one I get into will be probably a little gas where I'll talk about those things. But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna start with this one. It's a little there were I mean it's a few stories. I mean it's just a lot of it's just goofing off. I mean for the most part. I mean the Yeah, for that's it. Anyways guys, I'm done rambling. Have a great Wednesday. Helena Pitt. Talk to you later.